I'm Muriel, CEO, mum and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today, I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week, I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello, Melody. Welcome into Rebel Leader with a Heart. It's really nice to have you here. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah. So maybe you can tell us a little bit who you are. Absolutely. So my name is Mel Miles and I am a public health expert. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the founder of the wellness company Soulcation. That's mission is to help men and women design a life they don't need a vacation from. But I spent my 20s working for Bill and Melinda Gates at the Gates Foundation and so have traveled all over Africa um, and then have traveled all over the world interviewing women from developing countries to developed countries and what it means to be happy. Great, great. And did you have the chance to meet Bill and Melinda Gates? I did. So I was a program officer and I managed our an investment portfolio for about six and a half years. Um, yeah, so I had the privilege of working with them, supporting their travel, supporting their voice in the world. Great, great. But then I, uh, I read that at some point in your life, it got the anxiety got so bad that it even led to you being hospitalized. Could you, would you be okay to share a little bit more about that, how it came to even being hospitalized? Absolutely. And this is a story I hope um, people can resonate with. Maybe you're not hospitalized with anxiety, but I think we all have experienced anxiety and also this feeling of overwhelm, exhaustion, stress from our work. And I find that, you know, the, the more success we achieve sometimes in our careers, the busier our calendars become and the harder it actually is to claim time for ourselves. So I had an influential job that I loved. It truly was aligned with my skill set. I was traveling the world, meeting heads of state. I was, I had traveled to 25 African countries. I was representing some of the world's um, richest people and felt a deep responsibility, but also a deep passion for my work. And I believe passion is the gateway to, um, and a signal that we're doing the right work. But mm-hmm. I think anything, anything that it goes to the extreme can be unhealthy and dangerous. So for me, um, I lost myself in my job. My identity became so connected with my job. I traveled so much and I had been experiencing anxiety for years while working. And it was kind of just that thing on the back burner that, you know. And and when you say I was experiencing anxiety for years, how, how were you experiencing it? How did it manifest? Digestive issues, um, chronic headaches, turning to coffee and wine and sugar to numb my emotions, not having deeply connected relationships, um, my kind of self-worth being very connected to my work. So if my work was going bad, I felt bad. If my work was going good, I felt good. I didn't have as many like hobbies or other outlets to express myself. 
I didn't um, care for my body. Right. So like there was no facials, there was no like weekend retreats away. I didn't have a meditation practice. I didn't know how to, I so desperately wanted to be healthy, but I didn't have the tools to actually find that. So I, I numbed and I used work as my escape route because everyone celebrated me as being successful. And so I was fueled off of that external validation, but still had anxiety. And so I think success can be sometimes a disguise, right? It can be a way that we can hide behind the feelings uh-huh. we don't know how to feel or certain things in our life we don't know how to move, move through. So it wasn't until I ended up having a panic attack. I literally left a meeting room. Like I was in like fifth floor boardroom right below Bill Gates office, ended up literally like head spinning, palm sweating, body shaking, didn't even know what a panic attack was, ended up running to the bathroom, collapsing on the floor, started vomiting, ended up in the hospital. And I remember telling the doctor, I had just come back from a trip to Zambia. I was like, I have the world's next emerging infectious disease. And he had to look me in the eye and be like, this is caused by your emotions. He's like, either you step back from work and take care of yourself, or you're going to be in the emergency room again. Wow. Yeah. So you really collapsed and ended up in a hospital for how long? You know, it was just a day or two, you know, like it was just overnight, but it was the beginning of my reckoning with work had become too much. Life had become too much. I needed to reclaim my well-being. Yeah. And and probably you thought like all these emotions, they're standing in the way. I have to keep functioning. I have to keep delivering and working. So I just ignore them and put them aside. That's what you were doing. Absolutely. I think the self-talk of I don't have time for this. Um you know, I have to take care of everyone else's needs before my own. I have to take care of my work tasks before anything else. It was just life kept going. Life kept happening. And I didn't know how to stop it. I didn't know how to put the brakes on and question whether this was even the life I wanted to live, whether it was the lifestyle I wanted to live, like that pause and spaciousness to even be an observer of my life. I felt like I was going to lose everything if I even did that. I mean, I remember in the hospital telling the doctor I couldn't I couldn't go tell my boss that I landed in the emergency room because of emotions, right? I was like, you need to give me another diagnosis. Yeah. So, and so uh, what happened there? Was that sufficient for you to change things? Because like you say, you first thought, no, this is not happening to me. I'm not going to tell my boss this has happened. So... What happened that day and maybe the week after? I, it took many months. I do believe sometimes we have to reach rock bottom in order to change. Mm -hmm. And that was my rock bottom. It came on the heels of the death of my mother, the recent end of my marriage. Um, All I had going was my career at that point, but I ended up deciding to leave my job at the Gates Foundation. And I kind of went extreme because I had been ignoring myself for so long. So I, I got rid of all my belongings. I left my house. I quit my job right after I had essentially been offered a promotion and decided that I would travel the world. And I was a scientist. So I'm a scientist by training, a public health expert. And I 
I decided to apply my scientific training to well-being and happiness to how can we optimize for our own happiness, right? I had checked all the boxes and didn't feel good on the inside. And so I wrote a list of all the things I thought might make me happy. And I was 18 months essentially doing those things on my list, like giving myself permission to be selfish, to choose my own joy. And I interviewed women from around the world. They would need to design life. They don't need a vacation from. I think there's so many barriers in terms of patriarchy and societal norms and so many burdens, both emotional and physical placed on women. And I just wondered if it was possible to live another way. Mm -hmm. So that's when, uh, so you came back from there, you continued working at first and then other things happened like your, your mother, your marriage. And at a certain point, a couple of months later, you, you really changed everything then. Mm -hmm. And now I guide people. I don't think you have to make a drastic change in your life necessarily. It depends where you are and what moment you are. Some people just feel meh, right? And some people are like, this is not right. But I am so convinced that we can always change our life, right? We can always begin again, though, no matter how high we've climbed, no matter how far we've, we've gone, we always can make a different choice. And We can always undo the decisions we made or the version of the previous version of ourselves, And I think it's really important and such a gift that we can do this in life. Yeah. And, and what do you do today? How long, how long ago was that, that this episode happened? The hospitalization. So the hospitalization happened four years ago. Yeah. And, and how is your life today then? And I'm proud to say that on the other side, I, spent that sabbatical really questioning our relationship to work because for me, work was so much my identity and I'm an American. And so I've studied internalized capitalism, which is this concept that um, we believe our self-worth, our happiness um, and our security comes from our work. And I think it's a very American thing. And but the money we make. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I decided to really redesign my relationship with work in a way that again, optimized for my own freedom, my own joy, and my own happiness. And so now I work quite a bit less. Um, I'm the boss of my own schedule. I really have studied during my pause. I studied what it was like to like be on vacation because I kind of took the sabbatical, right? What did I do? What did I enjoy? And I learned, I even asked other women this. And sometimes we think it's very extravagant things, but, but often what I was hearing and what was true for me is like, the long morning routine and cup of coffee, the afternoon nap, the trip to the spa, right? Every few weeks, um, like leisurely cooking dinner. And so I realized that these things that we long for on vacation, we can actually do in our everyday life. Mm -hmm. It really just comes to deploying design principles into our lifestyle. Um, and so now I, I genuinely do say that I've designed a life I don't need vacation from, Because I've gotten clear on who I am on vacation. Like, what do I give myself permission to do on vacation that I don't usually do? And how do I bring that version of myself into my everyday life? So I, every single day, I write down like my rest and play as well as my three work priorities. So I'm very strategic about not only planning the most important work, work tasks, but also planning what I'm going to do for rest and play, because I believe that's essential to my well-being. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also like write down how I'm feeling 
both physically and emotionally every single morning. And I get this, this tip, it's very simple. Um, but based on that, I really do plan my day. Cause I believe you should manage your energy, not your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think anxiety and stress comes from when we are, when we are, are legitimately feeling sad or disappointed. And we feel like we have to muscle through because we said yes to someone at work or yes to a friend when we're living, not in alignment with our emotional energy, we're going to feel pain and stress. But when we're living in alignment, when it's like, okay, I'm feeling sad for a good reason today. I'm going to actually cancel all my meetings or not follow through on a commitment or give myself a little bit more space. Then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're allowing yourself to energetically be in that space of sadness you need to be in. And it moves through, it passes faster than like, oh my gosh, I'm still going to like muscle through this day. And then this like sadness really just gets stuck in your body and you never have time to process it. So, so many people manage their time, but I say managing your energy and being in flow with your emotions is the most helpful thing to being productive and, you know, yeah, living a life that feels solid, grounded and full of peace and joy, because that is like, we, it's our birthright. We all deserve peace and joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's also one of the principles I teach and the chapter of the module of one of the modules of my course is manage your energy and fears, not your time. Because I also realized as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, that managing my energy was my first priority because with good energy, you have good thoughts and then it can lead to better actions and better results. And with bad energy, you have bad thoughts and that leads to bad actions and not the results you want. So yeah, completely Mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. So you decided then I'm going to write a book. Did you decide to write the book during that sabbatical year or because you've already helped other people with uh, those concepts and then you wanted to write about it or what made you decide to write this book? So I've had a dream of writing a book since I was a little girl. It was one of those big, scary dreams. I think sometimes we all have that, right? Like that crazy project that you don't have training in or connection connections in, but it just sounds fun to do. And I actually wrote this, this book, Solcation, Design a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From, during COVID. So I had been traveling, obviously COVID hit and it um, impacted our ability to travel, to move around the whole world shifted. And I was really curious if you could bring the mindset of vacations or just taking many vacations into your daily life. And so, um, the book's location was written during COVID, right. An era where we were all changing and is a project and offering. I'm really excited about it teaches people how to you know, research says we're our best self on vacation. We're the most open to new ideas. We're the most open to new people. We're the most curious and we're most connected to our happy self. And so the book's location is all about teaching people how to connect with that version of themselves to study what it really is and what feelings they love on vacation. And then how to um, apply the principles of life design to designing your daily work life um, around connecting with and embodying that best self, because I believe that working hard and being miserable so you can have the two week vacation each year, isn't worth it. There's another way to live. And if you don't like that boss, or you feel like your work is 
stressful, like maybe there, there's just inner work that needs to be done to come into alignment with what it is you truly want and desire. And oftentimes stress, anxiety is because we're denying needs, wants, or desires. And once we can surface them and make some sometimes big life choices to honor our needs, wants, and desires, we can live a life we don't need a vacation from. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I designed my life. When I quit my job, I really thought about what's the life I wouldn't want to retire from. So I wasn't thinking about vacation, but more about the one I wouldn't want to retire from that, that really gives me energy. So, but it's, it's nice that you brought the idea of a vacation into your work. So you have a couple of principles. So how many principles do you have and what are those principles? So I do have a a seven-step framework, which I call fun work in the book. Um, And I also teach it in my free masterclass that people can access at takeaslocation.com. But maybe I'll just share a few of them on this podcast. One is is connecting to your emotions. So the emotion under the emotion. I believe that when we can name how we're feeling and honor that feeling, um, that we again move through it quicker. The other is accessing your intuition. I always say that the longest journey is the 18 inches from my head to my heart, because I find so many of us lead with our mind. And when we learn to trust the body and the signals in the body and like what, you know, if, if, if the, the sensations in our body had words, what would they be saying to us and begin a practice of learning to trust our intuition and make decisions based on our intuition. Oftentimes that's where our needs, wants, desires live And women in particular have been so numb that often they don't trust their desires as good or healthy. Um, So that's another one. And then maybe a third one I'll share is about just unlearning limiting beliefs. I believe the work of location is more about unlearning than it is learning. I think we're a society that has, takes in information all the time and we don't actually need information. It's about coming back to uh, like, it's about remembering who we truly are. And it's a work of remembrance. And so there's a lot of limiting beliefs about, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money. I hear that all the time to live a life like I I don't have a vacation from. I can't quit my job. I can't leave this partnership. Um, What about my kids? Mm -hmm. You know, it's selfish for me. Um, It's too big of a risk. What if I fail? Um, I don't know how to do this. Like these are all beliefs we have that really just limit the possibility in our life. And I believe we have to connect to a future version of ourselves way before we ever become that version of ourselves. And so being able to access what it, what it would feel like to like wake up in your dream life and where would you have your coffee and where would you sit and like what colors and fabrics would you be wearing Um, and beginning to really connect, not just with like what you want, but what it would be like to embody and live that dream day is really important um, to unlearn these limiting beliefs that are truly just beliefs, right? Like you can change it. Is this belief true? Might there be another belief? What would your life be like if you believed another belief? Um, Yeah. And how do you know? So those are three of um, the Sulcation Fun Work principles. But again, there's seven of them and they're all based on when we have anxiety and stress, it's hard to change. And so using rest, play, pleasure as a gateway to transformation. So rather than the work having to be hard, um, what if it was easy? 
what if you could trust the path, path of ease is the whole point of that for, of, of this location principles. Mm-hmm. And so if with the knowledge and the experience you now have, if you could travel back to your old self four years ago before uh, your panic attack, what is the one thing you would tell yourself that would really resonate with you in that state? Because you're like super busy, uh, you feel like you have to continue. So what is the one thing you would tell yourself? That you don't have to try so hard or work so hard. Yeah, that the path of ease um, and slowness and like choosing what feels good is the right path rather than like the resistance and the pushing and the hustling in order to achieve a certain outcome. I think I would tell myself that, you you know, you're going to achieve that outcome and you're still not going to feel good, mm-hmm. right? And there's going to be another outcome and you're going to want to achieve that, but you may not feel good or have the lifestyle you want. Okay. Thank you. Nice. And um, yeah, so this is Rebel Leader with a Heart, the podcast. So what is your rebel side and what would you say is your heart side or your love side? Mm, Such a good question. I think my rebel side is is um I mean I I left one career, I left a religion, I um set off on this grand journey and saying the rebel in me is that you can always like don't give a fuck about other people's opinions is this yeah. rebel in me is that when we care about what people think we lose ourselves and when we deeply care about what we want need and desire we find ourselves so the rebel in me is willing to change my mind um and change my career and change my religion and then my heart side um is the side that says like, just give yourself what you want, right? Like this heart side is the part of me that wants play and wants pleasure and wants slowness and softness. And I think my heart side is realizing that you can build a beautiful business from feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to hustle my way to success and I know that works. And so location is a business that has genuinely been built at a slow pace with a lot of fluidity, with not a lot of plans, with not a lot of structure, and it's still successful. And so it's a reminder we can lead with our heart um, and our intuition and still build something great in the world. Yeah. Great. Nice. Nice. So where can people find you and find your book? Yeah. So the book is available at Amazon, wherever you buy books. Um, The title is Soulcation, Design a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From. And you can find me in my free masterclass on how to the five shifts to heal burnout and overwhelm and design your best life at takeasolcation.com. Um, and I'm also at Instagram at takeasolcation. So if you feel like you want a solcation without leaving your daily life, um, we have courses, we have the book, we have a workbook, um, all to help people redesign their life around things that make them feel good. Nice. And I, I love the concept of soulcation and the, the name. Great. It's really nice. So thank you very much, Mel. And I wish you a lot of success with your book. And uh, I hope my readers will read it and enjoy it. I'm sure they will. And I wish you a lot of success in the future. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you so much. Um, such a privilege to be on this podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry. Because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. Keyleader.com slash fast times. QILeader.com slash fast times. Now let's dive into today's podcast episode.